was a long intro. That good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Or, or good night. Yes. Working Mommy Manual listeners. That's Nicole Corning. That's Kat Wilson. I almost said Nicole uh, Kidman. <laughs> I don't know why she popped into my head. Do you know what? I, someone introduced me as Nicole Kidman <laughs> at a, a speaking event and then realized like he <laughs> gave me the wrong name. That is hilarious. I was like, I'll fucking take Nicole Kidman any day of the week. There that bitch go. is gorgeous. Yes. So, hello everybody. We it's been a minute. I feel like the past few times that we podcast, it's been like a couple of weeks cuz usually we're pretty good about every single weekend, but literally we have been running both of us for weeks on end. I want to say like 6 weeks straight going. I was trying to figure out how come. <laughs> like <laughs> this is so busy. Oh, and and I actually, you know, it well, last week was not only running, I just felt like I was fighting with everyone. Oh my God, that was us too. I had, well, and it's the thing like, when, now listen, it's first, pe- <laughs> it's first world problems, right? So we had this birthday party to go to at the lake, but that's a lot of work. It's not, I mean, yes, once you get there and you hang out, it's fun. It's just a lot of work. And I have, I'm in charge of taking the boat off the trailer and putting it on the trailer, which, you people out there, if you it's, do that with your partner, it is World War Three sometimes. That will test your marriage. It does. And then the, we had to turn around the next day, and then we had to go. Uh, it was for my daughter's birthday, so she wanted to take her friends. So we did that all day. Then one of my very best friends was in town from San Francisco. So literally, it's 7 o'clock in the evening on Sunday, and I'm knocking at the door of her Airbnb like, hi. Oh, She's God. like, I did not think you could rally. I go, oh, no, I was not going to miss this. And so we stayed there till 10 and just kept chatting and catching up. And then you roll right into the crazy work week. Right. And it's been nonstop like that. It's been nonstop. And then last week, I just felt like everyone was picking a fight with me. Mm. Everybody. And I was so over it. Mm. I was so over fighting. I'm like, I just, I everyone wants to pick a fight with me. It's fine. I don't know why. It's totally I didn't, fine. I didn't see anybody picking any fights with you. I just That's stood up. That's because I I'm was, like, don't bully <clears throat> Nicole Kidman. No. <laughs> Nicole Kidman will kick your ass. I wasn't even, I, I honestly got to the point where I just wasn't even fighting. I'm like, we're going to disagree on this. Let's yep. try to figure out some more or some better data around the question we're arguing about and because we're not going to we're not going to out talk each other right and so well sometimes when people are dig their heels into the ground then and that's it there there's no reasoning or rationalizing you just got to agree to disagree <clears throat> and move on oh i know what the other thing was so this was hysteric i and i think i told you this so our uh so on our hoa board there are three of us and uh, and there are two people on the board who are pretty similarly minded, and then there was me, and um, and we all kind of like got along. But also, our HOA management company, Thrive Management, our fo- soon to be former HOA management company, <clears throat> she it's run by this one woman, and she is so mean to the homeowners. <laughs> I was like. We had our annual meeting on Zoom, and she was so rude to everyone. And I was like, I, people were calling me the next day, and they're like, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I'm going to have to have a talk with her. And meanwhile, at the board meeting, one of the one of the people got voted off. Mm. <clears throat> My friend Shirley got voted on. And so that left, like, one guy. who He's the guy who told me to get the fuck out of his house. Oh. When we, <laughs> at, an, at an earlier board meeting when I wasn't on the board, which made me run for the board so oh, I could gosh. serve on the board and be like, you can't be a bully. Yeah. So um, so anyway, it left him, but he he's a bully. And he – I'm like, he, there's no way he's going to – and Shirley and I already said, like, we're counting down until this guy resigns because there's no way he's going to want to be on the board with two strong women. Mm-hmm. So after the board meeting, when my friend got voted on, we this we're like, this guy's going to resign. Well, he resigned the next day, and then the management company resigned too, which was – they knew it was good. She, she was so awful in the meeting to the homeowners. And literally, people were calling me the next day, and I'm like, I'm going to have a talk with her. And But you know when – that's her character. Like right. Her, and the funniest thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday at brunch, and she's like, is that – she named the woman. Is that so and so from Thrive? And I'm like, oh, it is. She's like, they're the worst. There are management company too. She's like, I. She's just. Uh, she's just mean. She's just mean. Some. She gave a homeowner the wrong time to call in, to the to the Zoom meeting, and the 
<clears throat> the homeowner gets in on 15 minutes later. He's like, hey, it sounds like this has been going on. I called into the office. Do you know who told me to call in at 6 instead of 545? She's like, that would have been me. Didn't apologize. Didn't say like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What is wrong with people? I was like, you. why are we paying you to be abused? Like, right. we're not masochists. Yeah. Like, uh, what is wrong? Anyway. So they both, it was just one of those weeks where I'm like, of course, like, of course this is Well, it was a full moon. I had to look it up. Uh, Oh, it was? Yes. On like Sunday night, Saturday, Sunday was a full moon. And that's why. Oh my dear God. Let the world go back into retrograde. (laughs) Let Mercury go back. I don't even know what that means. I just, people say it when things are quite crazy, but let's just have the universe go back to normal, please. It can't really get worse than last week. No, don't say that. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Well, I'm, I'm out of here on Thursday. So, and I'm golfing tomorrow in a tournament. Oh, good. So I truly only have like two days of work. And it's a long weekend this weekend, which I think everybody deserves. And it's a long, and I'm super excited because I leave Thursday for a family wedding Mm -hmm. and then I'm there through Sunday and I had forgotten that it was Memorial Day. So I back Sunday like actually pretty early nice and so I'll have like legit Sunday and Monday that's so great so I think I I think (laughs) my beat my getting beaten up from last week will like manifest in kind of a kinder gentler week that's really how I'm no it should be you deserve it everybody deserves to have some kind it's like you know one of those things where um you know growing up and the way I grew up everything was always hard it was always difficult there was nothing easy and so I feel that you know that just continues on in life where I try to to calm it down because I don't want to live that crazy I don't want to be just constant you know like I I told you when I showed up I'm like oh yeah yesterday I took a full on mental health day on Saturday I got up I worked out I did some errands around the house but not very light and then I laid on the couch all day and watched tv shows I tried to nap but my body wouldn't let me so finally um early evening I started falling asleep watching a tv so I went to bed at like I think it was eight I will <laughs> say the Saturday. I will say one thing that saved me last week one all right one thing that saved me last week so I I took it pretty easy yesterday and by pretty easy it would be most people's busy day yeah I know (laughs) but I was like oh for me it's pretty easy but the one thing that saved me is my friend Kelly from Nashville was in town oh and she's just like I she's that person she you go deep you like talk Mm -hmm. about things you like so she was here and so every day when I came home and it was like one thing after another she's like she's like just vent just bring it all just it's all and um I know so she left yesterday and it was I was so sad I'm like I really it's important to have that you know and you know and honestly I was thinking about this the other day you know losing my mom she was my sounding board Mm. and she's the only one that I could really talk to and so not that I and I listen when I say this I know I can talk to call my girlfriends and talk to them and like you and everybody but at the same time there's a sense of burden I feel unleashing because it's not you know it's like I can call my siblings but you know and I love everyone but it's not the same and I so I don't I keep it to myself now I'm gonna cry because, you know, it's... We have tissues. You, I know. Because I miss that, you know. It's like you get to just... You can rant and and go off and just talk about anything and everything and there's no judgment from them at all or try to fix it. Sometimes you just have to get it out yes. to get off your chest. I don't need a solution. I just need to get off my frustration off my chest. So yes. I work out and sometimes I cry when I work out. <laughs> it's sad, but it's release. It's therapy. I, um, I, I love it when I get teary when I cry. Um, so, well, on Peloton, a lot of the instructors are very inspirational and emotional mm-hmm. but it, you know when I used to run just all by myself every once in a while you, you know I'd be like running and then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like and you just let it I out I can't breathe yeah. um so anyway I anyway I'm ready to just leave last week yes and me I, too I really in my mind I'm like I'm putting in a box it's 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 its own little special box and we're starting a new week well and I'm super excited so my so I have so my cousins on my dad's side of the family are a lot most of them are younger than me. So mm-hmm. it was only like three of us there were really three of us who were like kind of older. Then there was my brother and a couple of kids. And then the next like cousins are all like 13 years younger than us, right? Wow. So my cousins are younger. Anyway, um the girls and there aren't many girls. The girl we're all like we have kind of a bond, right? We're not mm-hmm. super close, but like you know, anyway, we're, we're, we, we're, we show up for each other's stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Good and bad. 
and one of the uh, girl cousins is getting married and Jeff's daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, so me and one of the other cousins are going there. And this is the first time I think she's leaving her little itty bitties at home. Like she is like, I want to say her daughter is maybe like four or five and then her son is like one. Oh gosh. So she's super excited. So I'm, I'm super excited to. That is so nice. It's, you know what I was thinking about, uh, you know, because our kids are grown, not grown, but growing up, they're independent. And I was thinking about when the kids were so little, I remember the first time Dale took Bailey to Brooklyn's soccer practice and I came home from work and his cooking dinner. And it was the first time I had like peace and quiet to myself like not madness and running and then toddlering and all that stuff I was just like wow this is kind of nice were you like oh this is what it must feel like to be a dad I know. <laughs> exactly <laughs> sorry I know there are a lot of very involved dads out there and, but... yeah and Dale's very involved he's we call him Duber dad Uber or Dale Uber because he's Aww. always towing the kids around everywhere Aww. well Brooklyn drives now but they're it's so dumb the school won't let her juniors park at school you have to be a senior to at school so he still has to take so I was okay so Jack went to prom and I was hanging out with some of the parents before when we were taking pictures of the kids and the parents were talking about how their our kids are all or the boys are all juniors she's like and the parents were saying oh well uh you know the kids have to kind of hide and park in different weird spaces or don't because they don't have passes and I I felt like the 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 dumbest dumbass because I'm like uh I, they don't have passes because Jack has been driving Sam and Rosie, <laughs> our neighbor, yeah. to, to school like uh-huh. every day this year. Uh-huh. And so I, I'm i like, I think he has a pass or else he's like being really sneaky about it. So did you ask him? No, because it's done. Oh, I don't okay. want to know if he yeah, was yeah, like yeah. doing something illegal. It's oh, plausible yeah, deniability. So well, I don't know exactly. <clears throat> they um so this year they're supposed to they did do a raffle and like certain juniors could, you know, and we even asked, like I, I called the principal. I was like, hey, you know, and they were like, Nope. That's because your school is huge. Yeah. It's ginormous. But when I go and when I do go and pick her up, which is not like maybe twice this year, <laughs> there's like, you know, there's it seems that there's room, but I don't know. Well, she's going to be a senior. It's done. She'll be able to park wherever she wants. Yes. So independence. Yes. And children. Yeah. That's kind of what we want to talk about today, right? It is. Yes. How we're trying to lead by example <clears throat> and, you know, kind of make sure that whatever challenges they that come up, that they can handle it appropriately. And we're, it's, it's, we wanted to talk about that fine line. And it might not be that fine of a line between being a helicopter parent, mm-hmm. which there are helicopter parents out there. You know them. You've seen them. You're afraid of them. And and you're afraid to become one. Well, <clears throat> so you say that. But yesterday, I felt like I was being a helicopter parent because Brooklyn um, had a, f- um, a birthday party to go to. And she was going to her girlfriend's house. And she was going to help get everything set up. It was like a pool party kind of thing. And I was like, you know, are their parents going to be there? She's like, yeah, her mom's going to be there. But, you know, I don't know her mom. I don't know if she allows them to drink. And so I'm like, Brooklyn, you know you're, you're not allowed to drink. And she's like, mom, I know. And then her battery, like I kept checking Life 360, make sure she was there. And she's not running around and she's supposed to, she stayed the night there last night, but I was worried. I didn't want her, you know, number one drinking. And I said, listen, there's going to be a lot of college and high school graduation parties and there's going to be lots of people on the road drinking and driving. I don't want you out. Like, I'd rather you stay the night there than have you try to come home, you know, by curfew or come home later or, and she's done this before where it's like one or one 30 in the morning and she's uncomfortable. So she wants to come home. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't, you can't do that tonight. Like, it's not going to be a thing. So then I checked on her later and she's like off getting food. Somewhere, so I call her and I'm like, You need to charge your battery. It says it's almost dead. And we've gone through this before where you don't charge your battery, it dies. And I don't, you know, I see where you're at. Like, I took a picture of it and it does show the address. But still, I felt like I was being a super helicopter mom yesterday, but it's just because I worry and I don't want anything bad to happen, like bad decisions, you know, especially with these graduation and birthday parties and stuff. Well, but I think that's, I mean, part of it is situational, right? Yeah. Like if you're not, it, I think helicoptering, and that's that's the line. Helicoptering is you're checking your phone all the time throughout the day. Where are yeah. they? Where are they? Where are they? Right. As opposed to there are a lot of intoxicated people on the road right now because mm-hmm. of all these graduation parties. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to be making common sense, good decisions. Right. 
And I don't know that you're always going to do that because you're only 17 years old. Right. That's um, exactly it. And then let's also break down Life 360. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know that people know. Right. <clears throat> well, first I have to <clears throat> back up. Okay. She goes, um, Mom, you know, for her birthday, can I make jello shots? I go, what? I go, you can make pretend jello shots and give them to everybody. I Jesus mean, like, Christ. we're not making jello shots. Oh, my God. I just don't know where. And why does she ask me? Why is she not asking her father those questions? You know what you I know? bet? I bet she could have made jello shots and told kids. They were jello shots. Just tell them that there was something in it. But I told her my secret. I go, this is what I do when we go out is, you know, when I'm getting shots for people, I get a shot of water and nobody knows. They think I'm doing Patron. And I go, and it make it's much better that way. You don't need to be drinking. And you don't need to drink at this stage. We we literally lecture her about it all the time. Um, I yeah. No, that's those are good those are good tricks. But I I I'm kind of loving this fake jello shot idea. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Um, so Life360, just yep. for those of you who don't know, it's an app. I'd say, I'd say like 90% of the parents I know have Life360. Yeah. And it's, it's useful. You can, so everyone in the family signs up. So you all kind of can see where you are. And I know there's like find my phone or whatever. Yeah. But I think find my iPhone, I don't think you get like an actual you address. Get, no. And you don't get notifications. And Life360 will tell you like, are they speeding? Yeah. Um, are like, what's the actual address? Um, how much... A battery do they have left on their phone? Yep. Um, so I I I like Life 360. Well, Brooklyn said yesterday, quit stalking me. I go, it's not, it's not, I'm not stalking you. It's my job to make sure that you're being responsible. Can I tell you the funniest thing though? Now that Jack's <laughs> learning how to fly, uh-huh. Life 360, like just, <laughs> I'm like, what's he doing? Like down in Maricopa. You oh my know? god, that like, is hilarious. You know, in a plane. I thought of Jack this morning when I was working out. I was like watching TikTok, and they had this seventeen-year-old who was um, flying the plane, who was practicing to get her pilot's license. And you have to do a solo flight. Yeah. So she's flying, and and I'm not doing this to scare you, but it scared me. Okay. And it scared- don't stop. Okay. <laughs> but no, she did fine. <clears throat> Everything was fine. It was just an emergency situation that she had had to handle by herself, and they got her instructor on the um, air phones and she did fine it was really good but I am like it's so scary that's the the thing is I'm like when he solos because he's supposed to solo in not too short a period of time Mm -hmm. and pretty soon I'm like I'm like he hasn't seen everything there is to see like I like if everything goes according to plan Mm -hmm. I'm not worried right you and I both know nothing ever goes according to plan right so I I, there's not enough Xanax and talking about it really hurts my stomach but (sighs) it hurts my stomach too so all right and part of the reason that we were thinking about how so that's I think the least helicopter parenty thing I could do which is let my child learn how to fly right because between me you and these four balls and our listeners like Mm it it, it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. But I also I also know with a fair amount of certainty, Jack really doesn't do a lot of drinking or drugs mm-hmm. that I know of. Right. And because of the history with me and Peter and our families, we're pretty conscious of that. Right. <clears throat> and he, uh, I, you know, I, I think this is something he does that is kind of interesting and gives him adrenaline. And so right. I'm so I want him to channel into mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. and I want him to be interested and engaged in something and feel inspired by something. So I'm letting him go for it, but good Lord in it, heaven. I can't even imagine. You know, and the one thing that I always think about, and this is the hard part is, you know, and I don't know if you talked to your mom about this, is that anxiety about letting your children make the decisions, you know, um, and test, like, they, they're going to be independent people. Like, we let Brooklyn make some decisions on her own. I mean, she's 17, she's going to be 18. You know, I know that they're going to come back around and they're going to want our advice. Like, right now, she doesn't want any of our advice. And it's really difficult um, because it's like, you know, it's the whole, I know, I know, mom, I know. And I'm like, do you? Do you know? Because, you know, uh, I don't know. But I don't have, like, my mom, the only thing I can say that my mom would tell me is that I took care of things before, like, I just handled it. Like, I got stuff done. And if it was turned into a mess or whatever, I got it handled right away. I didn't sit on it. My second sister would be a little bit of a disaster, but not bad. And then my youngest, sorry to call you out there, it would just be 
a full on dumpster like, fire. I don't know. My mom would be like, I don't know if I can fix this. Like my mom can fix anything. And I don't, she's like, I don't know if I could fix this. So um, it's just, you know, it's important to just teach the children. They need to talk to you about stuff. And, and, you know, and also you want to make sure that when you're talking to them, that they understand they're not going to be in trouble. Like if, 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 I mean, not that they're not going to be in trouble. There's going to be a lesson to be learned. But if Brooklyn were to call us absolutely annihilated, I'm going to go pick her up. I don't want her to be afraid to call me, Mm -hmm. you know, for consequences of drinking. I want her to come pick me up. But at the same time, I don't want that to be a pass either. Well, so one of the things that was really helpful was our our neighbors, Joe and Pasquale, have a good relationship with Jack. And Pasquale had said to Jack, look, if you ever get you know, wasted, you're intoxicated or whatever, and you can't drive and you need to get home, just call me. I will come get you. And I won't, I don't, I won't tell your mom. And, and I, he told me about that. And I, he asked me first and I said, I am fine with that Mm -hmm. because like Jack coming home wasted once isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. Jack getting wasted all the time is a problem. Right. And, but Jack getting wasted once and making a bad decision to drive. Yes. I, like that's, again, I can't fix that, right? right so right. I think it's good for children to have some other adult outside of the family mm-hmm. that they can call or call on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that way it it really is a safe space. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, if, if he showed, you know, if, if Pasquale went and picked up Jack and he had like track, you know, needle right. track in his Marks. arms, like, yeah. you know, yeah, he's going to tell me, yeah. like, but if, if he's just drunk, not that it's okay to just get, you know, drunk no. when you're 16 or 17 But you know, it's, I, do you feel like a hypocrite saying that though? Because like when we were young, you know, we would be like, oh, we're going here and we would drink a bunch of Boone's Farm and hang out at the girl. woods or go roller skating. Girl. I mean, we didn't drive, but. My high school girlfriend's seven of them came to visit and we kicked my family out of the house and we had the run of the house and we had some of the the girls and I had the best conversations. One night we're just sitting there talking about like some of the people who we're friends with who aren't, who weren't here, not in a bad way, just like, what are they up to? And one of the, they talked about one of the girls who's like very kind of buttoned down now and very Mm -hmm. much like, you know, into the mom role and like the good, like upstanding citizen role. And one of the girls says, uh, that's such a, that's such a bummer. Cause she was like, she was such a partier, like in seventh <laughs> and eighth grade. And I'm like, that's the t-shirt for this weekend. Oh she was God. such a partier in seventh and eighth grade. We, I, yes, I, I did so many more terrible things than my children have done. Um, but also like it was another time and I know people use that as an excuse, but our, I grew up in a very, like, urban, kind of rough part of Boston. Mm-hmm. It was a great place to grow up. I loved it. I wouldn't change it for the world. And then we moved to this very white, affluent suburb in my uh, freshman year of high school. And um, my parents basically were like, well, um, you're not, you know, you're not going to get stabbed or raped or killed, right? <laughs> and so... I don't think I ever had a curfew. You know, oh, they were just like, right. They, I mean, my parents are basically like, well, our work is done. Like you're, you're <laughs> safe. You're well, safe as safe can be. I mean, that's the thing. <clears throat> it's like, you know, we, you know, meanwhile, I did get raped in high school. <sighs> so, I mean, you know, it, so, well, just goes to show like there are, there are sick bastards everywhere and good mm-hmm. stuff happens or bad stuff happens in good neighborhoods. Right. Right. No, it's true. It's very um, true. So, uh, yeah, so I and I, I guess there's part of that too. Like I have two boys, mm-hmm. and do I worry about them less than if they are girls? If I'm being honest with myself, I'd have to say yes. So you know what's crazy about that? I was thinking about that. There's been a lot of awful news out there about like high school and college kids, and like you know, f- friends, guy friends taking advantage of their girl girlfriends in quotes not girlfriend lover but friend and you know just and so it's terrifying that that shit happened all the time right like that it just wasn't a thing right when I got raped Mm -hmm. I thought that it was my fault because I didn't fight hard enough Mm -hmm. which is like so insane and I again I put it in a little box I pushed it away and it wasn't until years I actually said to one of my friends 
um, the same girl who was like, this girl was a great partier in seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. The day after that happened, I, I didn't have the words to say I was raped. All I could say to her was, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's still in my mind right. was like still my fault. Right. And, and she reminded me of that. And she's, she's like a, She's a state trooper in right. Washington State. And I she reminded me of that years later. She's like, Nikki, don't you remember telling me the next day that you didn't want to do because I had said to her, we were talking about high school. This was like maybe 10 years ago. And I said, you know, I never wanted to do that. Like something bad happened. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You told me. You told right. me you didn't want to do it the day. And then it came out this guy had raped like, I don't know, seven other women besides me that we know about. Right. And um, yeah. And, and, and this guy went to Ohio state and I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't even imagine right. the kind of havoc he wreaked there. Sad. Right. So anyway, so yeah, if I had a girl, I would be because back in the, I, so I don't, what I'm trying to get to is not, what I'm trying to get to is we had conceptualized of what was a violation as something very different. It was still like stranger danger mm-hmm. or like you had to get like like the shit kicked out of you or something you know like it was it, it was not something that we were used to ha- giving you know voicing mm-hmm. or recognizing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now that shit happens and people are like no that's not okay right you yeah. know and um i even i was watching dead poet society I don't know, a year ago, and which I love. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, anything with That's Robin Williams. That's one of Williams. Dale's favorite <clears throat> movies, too. Well, there's the scene where there's one of the boys has this crush on this other, on this girl, and she's passed out at a party. And it's this supposed to be, like, lovely scene where he's leaning over and kissing her while she is passed out. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so problematic. Right. This is not okay. Nope. You know, it doesn't matter that you have There's a There's a lot of him. that stuff. I mean, like, if you think about the old 80s, some of the songs, I mean, like, songs are clear. Like, um... Or the, 16 Candles. Yes. Where he's like, take my girlfriend home, and then he, she's unconscious, and she has sex with the... So problematic. Yeah. You know? Like, right. That's what I'm saying is, the, where we were... In the 80s and 90s was so like they not only was it there, no wonder I had no words to say right. rape because I thought that was normal. Mm. I saw it in 16 Candles. I saw it in Dead Poet Society. Like it was okay to do that. So anyway, so I applaud that women are like, uh-uh, nope. that's not okay. Exactly. No, it's important. Um, it's important to speak up. And those are the things that we talk to Brooklyn about, you know. And it's not nowadays, you know, they're, they're slipping roofies in the drinks, things of that nature. So you have to make sure that they have their wits about themselves at all times. Do they still have that nail polish that, like, changes colors? I don't know. If there's some kind of um, – I you need to look into that. Yeah. Seriously. yeah. And um, I I know that you, that used to be a thing, like when I was going out to the bars, not that I don't go out to bars still, but when I was younger. Right. And I just saw like a British procedural where one of the girls recognizes that this guy was about to drug her and her friend because she had that nail polish. So mm. you got to look into that for Brooklyn. Oh, I will. Definitely. Because that's... Um, I'm like, and you're wearing the nail polish tonight. You're wearing it all the time. <laughs> exactly. This is, your, this is your new favorite color. Yeah. So... So helicopter parenting. So I think I would be more of a helicopter parent if I had a girl. Mm-hmm. I, I, I here in my, do you have a definition of like a helicopter parent? I think it's someone who is involved. Mm-hmm. And I, and the word that popped in my head before I said involved was meddling, like meddles with everything all the time, makes the decisions for them. This is the better decision than your decision. I think that is what a helicopter parent does. Well, and I agree. I agree with you. And I think that, and I've seen this, okay, when you when there is a helicopter parent, what you are unconsciously saying to your child is you are incapable of making decisions for yourself. Right. And that's what we don't want. We're training them their entire lives, little adults in training, to make the good decisions and independent decisions. And if you undermine, like, because your child looks to you to guide them and to support them and to make them, to give them, uh, feelings of, uh, of, of capability. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly meddling, if you're constantly undermining their decisions, 
then they grow up and question everything and don't feel comfortable making decisions. Exactly. And you're hobbling them. Yes. And so to me, when because it's hard as a parent to let your child fail, mm-hmm. but when I now I try to put some boundaries in place, right? Like if I see missing assignments for the kids, of I'm course, like, that's parenting. That's parenting. But honest to God, my children have like never even asked me to look at their homework. My children don't. I don't wake them up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, these stories I have of parents who are like, right. I can't get my kid up in the morning. I'm like, the fuck? Like, your kid has an alarm. Like, <laughs> I know. They I can do wake get, their own sad asses up. Before I walk out the door, I open <clears throat> Brooklyn's door because I know the animals will go and, and bugger. Um, otherwise, she'll run late and then that's a whole disaster. So I'm like, I open the door. I'm like, all right, it's time for you to get up at 6 o'clock. I'm leaving. Yeah. Go. And Jack definitely runs late and I get late notifications for him but I get late notifications when he's at school and he's <laughs> know, like just from getting from one class to the other and I'm like you know what you're gonna have to learn yeah you're gonna have to learn right. on your own I can't yeah. I can't fix everything well that's for the you. thing it's like you know we talk about bad decisions like you know when Brooklyn and I are Brooklyn and I are driving somewhere we'll talk about some friends and some of their decisions and I say what do you think about that or really what I appreciate that she talks about is being a strong friend or being a strong person and being strong for her friends and how she wouldn't do that to that friend or she wouldn't do that to that person and you know and I'm like you know you have to understand that that is a good quality to have like to stand up for yourself and stand up for your friends you know but at the same time you have to be able to um look at both sides right you can't it's not just your way and no way it's you have to look at the other party also and figure out kind of where the balance lies mm-hmm. what are you what do you see as examples of helicopter parenting? Have you ever seen any like crazy example? Oh gosh. Um, I think that for the most part, I think the people that I've seen are they're pretty pretty typical. I don't think I've seen anything crazy, but maybe something will come to mind. I don't know. Well, you know, I remember when this was way, way, way back in the day. So when our kids were itty bitty mm-hmm. like let's say like first grade or whatever okay so a friend of mine uh a friend of mine went over to uh, she did her kids were maybe like a year or two older than mine so she had some mom friends who you know all the kids hang, hung out together so she goes over to this friend's house and I knew this woman because she lives in the community and I knew I knew of this woman anyway she was kind of giving a tour of her house to the women who had come over mm-hmm. and she gets to her son's room and this, the room is spotless. Like every Lego's in its own little, <laughs> like like perfect Lego box. And there's nothing on the floor. And how old is the kid? He's like seven, let's say. Okay. And she's like, yeah. I mean, Timmy just I don't know his name, but Timmy just you know he just keeps a very clean room. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I mean, he just does this himself, and it's I, I it's remarkable to me. And my friend is standing there, and she's like. I volunteer at the school and that kid is a disaster. Like right. it, everything's a mess. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that his room is like serial killer clean <laughs> and he's such a disaster at school. And she's staying there looking at the mom like, why are you lying about the fact right. that your kid? But why? Why? <clears throat> I mean, if they're seven, they're messy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like I have to help. I've been helping Brooklyn with her laundry because she's just let it get out of control. It's like I look in her room. I'm like, oh, no, I'll take all of this downstairs and I will help you get this done. But I think that's to me, that's that is an example of a helicopter parent mm-hmm. who's like trying to make everything seem so perfect and right. handle everything. And it's like. You're let Timmy be messy. He's seven, right. right? And that he doesn't put away every Lego in his proper spot. No big deal, right? You know, like I don't know why this is such a a thing. I have to tell you. So um, there was this post that my um, actually one of my old roommates from Seattle, Mike, put it out there, and um, he basically was talking about you know don't let your children, um, you know. Hold on, I'm gonna ruin if I don't just um, say it how it is. And now I can't even find him on Facebook because he's probably not going by Mike. He's probably going by Michael. But there's, I, you know, I, there are a lot of things I do now. Like for instance, so Jack just had his junior prom, and they have this stupid rule that you can't invite freshmen and sophomores. Which, by the way, my friend yesterday was telling me that it's a new rule they just put in place. 
And she heard that it was like some girl on the prom committee was didn't want her like this guy she liked to invite a younger girl. That is such bullshit. I know. And it's the stupidest thing. So you can invite kids from other schools. That is the You such can invite kids who have graduated. Bull. You can't invite <gasps> sophomores or or freshmen. You know what? Oh, it's mean so, girl. So I started so I and Jack has a sophomore girlfriend mm-hmm. who by the way is 11 days older than him, but mm-hmm. she's a sophomore. And so I was calling school and trying to advocate to like make an exception or they should have they should have different policies and I researched a bunch of different policies and of course like everyone just went cricket so now I'm gonna have to still keep fighting for it because it's just a stupid rule and so that's where you know Jack's like mom just stop I'm like it's not about this isn't about you this is about in our community our high school has a dumb ass rule that Mm -hmm. is punitive to students at the at the school so it's not about my, I mean, I became aware of it I mean, because of how, my son like, and Charlie. Think about when you were a freshman or high school or freshman or sophomore and you were invited to go to how great that felt. You know what I mean? Like, I went to five proms. Yeah. Like, no, it, I did not. <laughs> well, and also, you know, according to the – this is part of my research. According to U.S. Census, mm-hmm. women marry men who are two years older than, than them on average. Right. That doesn't just start when they graduate from high school. No. Like, they're it's, – it's, as you know, it's typical, right? That the older boys would date younger women or girls. And anyway, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, it really so is. I have to keep advocating. But no, and you should. <clears throat> and so we were just talking a second ago about about like, <clears throat> you know, everything being perfect or everything being the same. And this popped into my head. So Kevin Hart, uh, my friend shared a Kevin Hart post and it said, please talk to your kids and make them understand how disgusting it, disgusting it is to hate an individual because of the color of their skin. And then my friend had said on the post or because they are simply different. What a boring world where everything and everyone is the same. Yeah. I was like, that's such well that's a very great point it is well well said it is well and there's a difference between teaching our kids and you know running er, and and running their lives for them right so I think helicopter you have to you know pick and choose I mean but again well you have to say if you know if I know that my child is about to fail at something am I you know am I rescuing them from learning something that they really need to learn. I know. Or and and what's my motivation? Right. I mean, is it purely just I don't want my kid to ever feel hurt? I mean, if you but the problem is if you're constantly bailing their child out, they're actually constantly feeling hurt because they feel like you think that they're not capable. Right. So just if you if you have a tendency to jump in and run things for your kid, take a good long look in the mirror and let them fail once in a while no definitely but if it's your husband that's a different podcast oh, <laughs> jump shit. right in Girl, jump right in tell I'm them joking. they are fucking up <laughs> i'm joking they i am not and you aren't either you we aren't just have either. our moments like listen and and vice versa the one thing that i do appreciate about appreciate about our marriage is that um you know dale and i i mean when we have our moments like we will say it you know how it is and respectfully not like we're not one of those families that fight and cuss. I mean, we fight, but we don't cuss at each other and, and make it derogatory. But we're, we're just going to stand our ground and like, look, I appreciate that this is the this is the this is how I perceive this situation, and that's what it is. So, oh all right, wait. Speaking of that, Kevin Hart, where he's like, teach your children. <laughs> my my white bread husband. I'm like, I love you so much, but you're so cringy sometimes. <laughs> so, Jack has uh, one of his best friends is kid Andreas, who's. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother is actually from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad's a white guy, but um, but his mother is Colombian. And then he has another friend, Timmy, who's I think both parents are Colombian. Mm. I don't know if they're from Colombia originally, but they, he, that's his heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they both look Latino, mm-hmm. but they don't look alike. <laughs> they, they do not look alike. They're not. Bro- they're friends. They're not brothers, right? Oh, good. Yeah. yes. So so uh, and Andreas is over. Like fairly often, you know, Timmy, not as much. Anyway, so Timmy comes over last night and Jack hadn't said that Timmy and Andreas are coming over. They're all going to a party. So Timmy comes over. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you. And I give him a big hug. And we walk in and it's the end of the Celtics game. And Peter like glances over. He goes, oh, hey, Andreas. (laughs) I was like, you're like, stop. Oh, my God. I'm like, honey. And then I'm like, honey, it's not Andreas. And Peter's like, you know, they're trying to play it off. And I'm like. 
all Latino people don't look alike, honey. All Asian people don't look alike. It's true. Like, oh I know. God. I did. I screw stuff up all the time when I'm like naming the names and stuff. I'm like, Brooklyn, which friend is that? And she's like, you always ask me which friend that is. I go, because you have a lot of friends. I got to keep them all straight. Okay. I do have trouble I, because these kids change so quickly. Yes. And they're, they're leapfrogging like five years at a time it yeah. seems like in terms of growing up in yeah. high school because they're, they're transforming from children mm-hmm. to adults and a lot of these kids I can't keep their names straight like the all these kids that they we went to do prom pictures with I mean I recognized one of them mm-hmm. but everyone else I'm like I I I don't I, you, I may have way, seen you but I was you, going through my child's yearbook and the girls are just stunning. They are so stunning and naturally stunning. It's not like they're overdone. Like, no, they're not. They're just, they're naturally beautiful. And then you look at all the boys and they all have that mop hair. Oh my God, they the all mop, have the mop the hair The mushroom right now. mop hair. Yes. I'm like, what is attractive about? about it I just like <laughs> I know someone walk me through this I know I, I like a man bun even better than the mop oh hair. my god I, and I don't even like a man bun no I mean the mullet is back you the know. mullet is the mullet is back I actually t- was trying to talk Jack into getting a mullet because I thought it would be funny <laughs> Um, that is hilarious. But, you know, we talk about that. We we talk about the mop hair. And so it was really cute when Brooklyn went to prom, you know, with um with her friend, Luke. And his hair was nice and combed back. I was like, oh, thank God, not moppy head. It's all it's all mop head. I yeah. don't know what to do with it. If there's nothing, you gotta let it go through its its uh trend. I don't style. I don't get it though. No. I'm like, I I just don't it's just hilarious. I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to grasp it. I'm going to have to ask Brooklyn. Like, I'm going to show her some pictures of hair and which ones does she like better in a boy. This is know. why, yes. So this is this is probably the hardest part of not being a helicopter mom, <laughs> if you have a son, is letting him walk around with a mushroom crazy mop hair, right. mop it on his head, and you're like, whatever. It just, it is what it is. It is. And it's just like our daughter's dressing like with nothing, short shorts and, and tank tops that are like, look like sports bras. And all of them roll like that. They're all wearing that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day. So I went to drag brunch with my neighbors that. and Charlie. I saw I was like, next time I want to go. Oh, it was so much fucking fun. I want to go. And the drag queens, like, had all the moms come up and got <laughs> us a shot. I'm like, this is how you do Mother's Day. Well, that then, is so fun. Then I went to brunch with my parents mm-hmm. and my family at a nice kind of country clubish type place. And... Uh, there was this real cute girl who I thought was under 21, but then she was drinking like a martini. So I'm like, well, maybe not. I mean, by martini, I mean like a lemon like drop a or Cosmo something. Or Cosmo, something. Yeah. yeah. So she's wearing this really cute off the shoulder, bright yellow romper. Super cute. So she's directly in my line of sight. So she gets up at the end and leans over to get a present, I think, for her mom. And her full ass. Not the cheek. Mm-hmm. Her full ass from leaning over with this little romper on. I, she was like mooning me. And I could not look. I'm like, couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. I'm like, <laughs> I think that's her whole ass. I don't think like it was short circuiting my brain. I, and I'm like, is anyone else seeing this? And thank God Peter's back was torn because mm-hmm. his brain, his head would have exploded. Right. Um, And, and it was a, it was an adorable ass. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Cool. But I'm like. That is weird to see at this like right. kind of country clubbish right. type like well, so did you all, see, that's what all the girls are wearing. Well, they were, but they're <clears throat> a lot of the girls are wearing the shorts where their butt hangs out the bottom of the shorts. Have you seen that? Well, I think that's what ha- was happening here. But then she took it next level by leaning over completely, and so. What were just little ass cheeks hanging out was now a full moon going on oh my at my Mother's Day brunch. Ah, I was. It just makes me wonder, like, what they're going to think about that later on in life when they look back. Like, what the fuck are their daughters going to? I. The only thing I can think is that the pendulum's going to swing the other way, and and their daughters are going to be wearing like nun habits. Yes, because I, they're going to be I like, agree. you are some hoey hoes, right? And, but Even in the eighties, we didn't wear stuff like that. We wore crop tops. 
And but we had those really big pants or really big bell shorts jeans. that we wore. Yeah. Yeah. Which are which are back except there's no ass in them. They let <laughs> it's like true. the mom jeans and they then go all like, the way up past their belly button, but the But then your ass is hanging out. Exactly. I'm like, take some of that material from the top and put it on the bottom there, exactly. darling. Yeah, it again. I, we're being hypocrites because we try to be cute and sexy when we were that age. We did, but it wasn't. It it is. It's next level for sure, and it's what all the girls are wearing. Right. You know, they're all walking around, it, and that's the thing. When this girl was mooning me, I was like, okay, as my mind's trying to comprehend what is happening, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> well, if we were on a beach, like they walk around right. with thongs on. But I'm like, I know, but I'm not on a beach. The time and the place. You are at a Mother's Day brunch with a bunch of grandmas and moms. Like, right. I, you shouldn't be mooning the entire restaurant. No, you really shouldn't be. Nope. Um. Maybe I am a helicopter parent after all. I'm a helicopter parent for other people's kids. Yeah, exactly. No, you're not. You have to let them live. And we let them do that. We give them a sense of their independence. And at the same time, letting them know that that we're there unconditionally to help them through a crisis. Well, you did have a a parent that you knew who was more of a helicopter parent. Didn't you have – didn't Brooklyn have a friend whose mom was like tiger mom, like totally on top of everything, like – just she couldn't talk to her mom and her mom was like you can't do this and probably I can't remember okay. honestly um I'm trying to remember who it would be but no I mean I think that there are a lot yes I know exactly what you're talking about now mm-hmm. yes and thankfully that has stopped so it was it was like picking out the clothes that, that she was going to wear all of that so it finally stopped because her daughter rebelled uh-huh she did rebel yes yeah and now they're now they're in high school and you're either going to cripple your parents your, yeah. your children that you're trying to overparent, right. or they're going to push you away. No, that's exactly and rebel. It. So no, and she's calmed down, and you know we've talked about it, and she lets her kind of do her thing now, which is really good. And I understand why she was doing that. Like she was a single mom, from yes. what I remember, yes, and so she correct. was really trying to not have her daughter make poor decisions, right. and she was trying to act, you know, right. the both both parent part. And I get that, like. That's hard work. That's what my mom used to do. She'd be the mom and the dad and make sure that we were supposed where we were supposed to be. Hard words are hard today. I keep stuttering over myself. And I didn't even drink last night or today. I did drink some margaritas last night. No, all I by had... myself and my I just watching British procedurals. There you go. That's I just, nice. Well, because I had a dinner party on Friday night and there was all this leftover like fresh made margarita. Oh, nice. I Actually, know. I wanted to do that <clears> yesterday. <throat> we have all these limes and I you know agave. Do you have agave? Can I take some agave? Not, not the tequila might, agave, but I'm, that's the sweetener, right? Yeah, I might have agave. Let's check that out. But I do have a shit ton of desserts for you to take with oh, you okay the they're and they're good are they yeah what Don't. did you do on friday you had a dinner party yeah well my oh i gotta pay the caterer um yeah so kelly was out here and she wanted to see a bunch of her friends mm-hmm. when she was in town and so she asked if it would be okay if she had people over friday night i'm like yeah and but i'm just so exhausted i couldn't do like a dinner for everyone so um my friend trinity who's a caterer yeah she just Cooked up a bunch of stuff and dropped it off. Nice. And so I heated it up. That's and, so great. Um, it was, it's the way to do it. Especially after last week. Yeah. Um, I hear you. And I feel like I such a baby, crock, but. I used the crock pot yesterday. Actually, I made my, um, so just like I make the shredded chicken tacos, mm-hmm. I made, Dale actually got a chuck roast. So I'm like, oh, I'll make shredded beef tacos out of that. So I did that yesterday. I threw it in the crock pot with all the good stuff. And then um, we had uh, like burrito bowls last night. And instead of like the wrap, we just put some stuff. I made actually beans and rice to go with it. It was really good. And so then. And this morning after I worked out, I was hungry and I have these like low carb tortillas and I see where you can kind of make a little pizza out of the tortilla. You oh, kind yeah, of crisp it. Yeah, yeah, cheese. Girl. And I put, I made eggs and I put some meat on it, the shredded beef and cheese and melted it up and put cilantro on and cut it up. And I had a couple squares of that. It was so good. Oh I was actually going to bring you some and I was like, she's not going to want to eat this. I have so, well, I have so much leftover food. That's mm. why I'm like, I, cause she made street corn, which is like my favorite. I love street corn. She also made this black bean, like puree thing Ooh. that is bananas you might have to take some of that home okay. with you too because um, she made a lot did she yeah. actually you that and that would be a good accompaniment if yeah. you have like yeah, yeah so i all right let me give you some of the okay she made these little individual tres leches cakes Ooh, girl that sounds good they're bananas so before you leave okay, okay. that works 
All right. I, you think, know what? I didn't bring any mom hacks. I got to get back on my game. I got to think about some mom hacks. I, you know, when I do things, I'm like, oh, this is a good mom hack. And you know I what? Forget. Let's just say our joint mom hack is just get Life 360 for your teenagers. Yes. They, and they fought me. They were like, no, we don't want Life 360. You're going to so spy on me. Brooklyn and I'm like, yes, friends. you're right. I am going to spy on yeah. you. Yeah. Brooklyn and her friends have Life 360 for each other. So they can see like where they're going, coming and going and stuff like oh, that. that's cute. It is cute. But I'm like, don't let it be stalkerish. Don't let a boy get you involved in that. Like, you know, I'm all about boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one bosses you around. You're your own independent person. Actually, I know what my mom hack is. What? My mom hack is, and this is because I have a very good friend going through a terrible divorce. Mm. Terrible. And my mom hack is, it doesn't matter how much your husband says he has everything under control financially, at least twice a year, sit down, look at the statements, look at the policies, make sure the beneficiary forms are updated, ask where the retirement is. It doesn't matter if you're checked in or checked out. If you're, you've got to, you have to check in at least twice a year. Yeah, I That's, agree with you. That is, that is my, huge. Because you have to have everything. And we've talked about this before. There's books out there on Amazon also that um, you can get, like, you know, that organizes all of your information. So if something were to happen to your significant other, then you have all the information listed, like where the accounts are, <laughs> what the, you know, pe- password is or what the at least the username is so you can reset the password because and, and like here's the changed. thing and there are people look you might not ever want to totally understand it but you have to understand what you have yes you know and I think about our my friend Susan her when her mom lost her husband and he would always she told me the mom would say Lewis, my husband would say, Shirley, you've got to pay attention to this. And she would say, okay. And then she wouldn't pay attention. She was telling me this. Yeah. And that was, remember we found like 30,000 extra dollars that she wasn't getting paid on this annuity. Like it was ridiculous. So, and and it was, it's, it's not even, you you have to be an expert on annuities or whatever, but you need to know where everything is because then she could have at least handed all over to me or her daughter and said, figure this out. Now we figured it out, but it took a while to figure everything out. Exactly. So anyway, that's that's my mom hack is twice a year, sit down, find out where all the bodies are buried. And you know what? (laughs) Call and make sure that those are the actual balances, you know, or get online. Like make sure that your husband hasn't cashed out insurance policies. We've seen that. Mm -hmm. That he hasn't drained your retirement accounts. We've seen that. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, that he hasn't made the kids the beneficiaries as opposed to you. We've seen that. So just, you yeah. know, stay on top of, just check in. Yeah, Trust definitely. but verify. That's a great one. That is great. Um, and my one good thing was mental health day for me yesterday. Literally, I just rested and I went to bed early Friday night. I went to bed early last night and I felt great. I woke up early this morning and actually, oh my gosh, the middle of the night last night. So we have this one cat. He's a big cat. His name's Tinker. And he is a scaredy cat. He's scared of everything. Well, typically he sleeps on my side of the bed, like on the very corner of the mattress, yep. right by my head. He block. He likes the fan that sits there. So he blocks my, he's like, I call him a heater. He roasts me out so anyway we're sleeping last night something scared the hell out of him he jumped off of my head jumped on dale's face scratched his face like it's two in the morning dale's bleeding everywhere (laughs) i was like what just happened i'm like something scared tinker i have no idea what it was but he i felt bad for dale i thought at first he clawed his eyeball but Uh thank god that didn't happen but yeah that part was not good but cat scratches are nasty i told him i'm like please clean them when you get up and make sure you put the medicine on it so it doesn't get infected oh man poor guy Uh, he's all bloody (laughs) so my one good thing would be that my friend kelly was here last week because i she when she lived here I would come home from work and she would have let herself into my house and have like a glass of wine and cheese and crackers waiting for me and just want to sit and talk. And I'm like, I just love that so much. And I missed it. Mm -hmm. And she's very easy to have around. And it was just really lovely to have her here for a week and just, you know, and especially because it was a tough week. Yeah. You know, so to have like my girl here for the week when it was really tough, that was like, Ah, like Heavenly. the universe just giving me a little hug. There you go. Anyway, so life is good. It I, is good. I am so glad that we have solved the problem of helicopter <laughs> parenting. <laughs> Our kids are going to listen to this one day and like, they were the epitome of a helicopter oh, parent. Oh, shit, man. Mm-hmm. I know. They're probably going to think that. But they're not going to realize that we really did let them screw up a whole lot. Right. 
Yeah. Um, in a good way. Yep. Here's to screwing up. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers and, and pressing holds. holds. Goodbye. Bye. Have a great week.